0: and welcome to episode 239 of no crying in baseball the giant pile of thump episode my name's patty i'm here with my friend potty mouth potty mouth you're grimacing hey there well i'm always like slightly
1: surprised when i hear what what we're talking about today which you know is exactly what you want to hear in a, in a co- co-host, but I'm right now contemplating how you put a thump in a pile. Well, here's, that's right.
0: I'll tell you how you do it. So you, um, if you remember when we did our predictions, I listed the Phillies as... Um, as the fun to watch team. Oh right, for me because they were going to be all bats and no quality defense whatsoever. <laughs> so I was when I was doing my extensive research to prepare the way we do for this podcast. I read an article about how um, Bryce Harper is you know lighting it up, especially over the Dodgers over the past couple games and all of that. Huh. And the um, the article referred to the Phillies as a giant pile of thump because of all the batters. And I'm like that's perfect. Oh,
1: excellent. so yeah, so, so they are living up to your expectations. they are they're they're fun and thumpy. <laughs> that's really good. I went to a baseball game this week on I love Tuesday. that about you yeah, it's I, you know it's I think we should try to fit that in every week. I wonder if we can, you know. I have ideas for how we might do that. I'm yeah. just saying. Because we have next week. We yep. had last week. We're we're in and maybe we can get extra credit too, because next week we're doubling up. We're gonna see two baseball games next weekend, but hey, I'm jumping to the end of the show. The last wow, that was efficient, week, right. <laughs> <laughs> and now good night. No. Um Last week, I saw the Nats and the Mets with our friend, Ollie. Hey, Ollie, it was super fun. Friend today. of the show,
0: Ollie. Yeah. So if um if listeners, if you're ever in town, there mm-hmm. are possibilities to have either beer or baseball or both with us. So please let us know if you're going to be in the DC area, because we like beer, baseball and you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it turns out uh, that we did both. And, and thank you very much, Ollie, for that second IPA, which definitely put me right over the, <laughs> the top there to end the evening. And I also did a, a premature gloat which i should never fucking do oh, especially no. when I'm watching the nationals oh, no. this year but they were ahead two to nothing and we went with also um mr potty mouse cousin who's a mets fan and i said something about him being good luck for us because the last time we went to a game with him the Nationals beat the Mets and he said, Huh, hey, just you wait and he got the last laugh. You so. did
0: not immediately like knock on something made out of wood. I I you got you can't read, put that out in the universe. Read
1: beers above. Yeah. I was yeah. definitely too too foolish at that point. Yeah. I didn't woo appropriately. But. Okay.
0: Well that's good. Hey, um, speaking of being grim, I think we said that <laughs> at one point. Um, we are drinking your mother's day present <laughs> from Potty Mouth Junior. Thank you, Potty Mouth Junior. It's called Air Knife IPA from Grim. The brewery is Grim, and it's in from Brooklyn, and it's delicious. Yeah. So thank you, Potty Mouth Junior, and thank you, Potty Mouth, for sharing your your gift with me because yum. My pleasure. Yeah. Yes. This is
1: good. This is IPA as I like them. Hey, so I have a new bucket list thing. Ooh. All, here, all right. Here I we learned go.
0: something. I learned something this week doing my extensive research to prepare <laughs> for the show the way we do, and it's that you can program the voices in Pitchcom. Oh, no way. It's like freaking ways where you can pick, like it's Star Wars ways or something, right? But so I just figured it would come with like the voice and then <laughs> the Japanese voice and the Spanish language voice right. and whatever. But no, you can program. So like I, this article that I was reading about how some teams are really embracing it and some people are kind of like still, nope, nope, nope. I don't want to ever change. And the one guy said, oh, yeah. So the Phillies use
1: JT Realmuto's voice. Oh, wow. And like So they but- can actually use the catcher's voice who's sending the calls. I now have a bucket list thing. I want to be a damn pitchcom voice. Yeah. How do I, I get there? Well, you know, you're in charge, basically, of the T-Birds now. So I think T-bolts, that... bolts I'm not in charge I at hate- all. I <laughs> uh, think they, they're, they're, they're handing me a microphone <laughs> four or five
0: times. That doesn't count as being in charge in any way whatsoever. Well, you,
1: you can work your way up. And I keep thinking of, like, my grandfather, my grandmother's actually car, the her Thunderbird. But no, Thunderbolt. But, you know, eventually, once you get into the decision-making capacity, you can, you know, start it off uh-huh. in the college. Edgewood and bat League. give give them some pitch calm and then it'll be all you <laughs> <laughs> it'll be all me
0: right yeah you know i just i want to figure out how many ways i can i can talk into people's heads
1: directly I, I'm thinking about the uh, the Runkeeper app that I use for while you're running, and every five minutes it tells you or however many minutes you want. And I have Boston fan programmed on mine, and it sounds <laughs> of you do. And it sounds just like Mark Wahlberg. And I keep feeling and and at the end he's always like, "When we're done, kid, you're gonna get a beer." And I always am waiting at the end of my run for Mark Wahlberg and a beer, and it's never there. Never Yeah, there. you do set the bar high. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you definitely set the bar, set the bar high. On today's show, we've got boyfriends past, current, and forever. Kumar goes independent. We've got the Serie del de Caribe. I got can't pronounce that. Parimath, you got to fix it. The the Caribbean series, 2023. Parimath will fix that later. And we're cross-training with grammar and prisoner swaps. You I look think, shocked.
1: I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I really need to read our notes more often. <laughs> but, but also, I think you kind of nailed Serie del Caribe. Did I? Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. All right. And I'm excited about that. So we're going to start off, as we do, talking about boyfriends. These are those guys that we picked in this off season and every off season, and we just can't let go of them. We pick them because there's something cool about them. And if you want to hear more about them, you know, it, actually, we could use an intern so that we have this all nicely filed so we could tell you exactly which episode to go to. Please raise your hand if you want this <laughs> responsibility. But we have talked about all these guys in detail in episodes past, so, if you want to hear more about them, just you know, <laughs> search through those those. Scrolling, we're yeah. scrolling. Exactly, exactly. So the guys I want to talk about this week are a few past boyfriends that I cannot let go of. And one is Mauricio Duban, And this is just oh. like one of those little heartbreakers. I and, you know, we have talked about so many guys at this point that it does kind of mush in my head after a while. And so there are very few that I actually remember details about. Mauricio Duban is one because he is the only Honduran player. That is a really big deal. And I work with a lot of Honduran young people. So I bring this up often. And he has been playing for his dream team. He uh, you know, grew up in Honduras and you can either hear me tell the story or also there's a Twitter link of a video that tells the same story that I had told, I guess it was last season when I picked him. And it is kind of probably more entertaining. But it's about how when he was young and then U.S. missionaries came down and saw him playing baseball and kind of not exactly adopted him, but but took him in and brought him back to the U.S. so that he could play ball. And he grew up, well, not grew up, but he went to high school. At that point, he was like 15, went to high school in Sacramento. And so he followed the Giants. And he was there in 2012 and 2014 watching the parade. And he literally said, I'm going to do that someday. And oh. so when he, and he didn't start with the Giants, but when he got traded over there, it was like this poetic thing. It was the dream come true. And to hear that he's getting traded for a minor league catcher slash first baseman, Michael, and I talk about not pronouncing stuff. Papierski. Okay, thank you. So there, there I go to you for the Polish names. Papierski. Um, I'm not totally clear on this trade He's going to the so Dubon's going to the Astros. I understand that the Giants are getting crowded because people are coming off of the IL. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is a really good deal for the Astros, though, because Dubon can play anywhere. He's super ultra-utility, and he's been hitting pretty decently this year. I mean, not huge. He's at, at, what, 2, shoot, I think I got this wrong, 239 now and 258 lifetime. So not stellar, but great for utility and great defense. I mean, solid, definitely solid enough to want to keep somebody like that on your team. And the minor leaguer doesn't have that great stats in the minor leagues, so I'm not quite sure what's behind this for the Giants. The Astros are pretty excited. I did see an interview with Dusty, who's looking forward to bringing Mauricio on. Why not? But I just kind of felt like, oh, how is this going to feel for him? And I went to his Twitter, and he did post – Thank you for making a kid's dream come oh, true. Oh, Yeah. Can
0: I just jump in for one second? Yeah, yeah. So the last two weeks, we had adorable fourth graders of the week. Mm. I think we're going to jump and make this an adorable 15-year-old of the week to just take a moment to picture that kid watching that parade at 15 and saying, this is this is my thing.
1: Yeah. And actually, go to his Twitter account right now before he has to change it, because his background picture is him as a teenager at, at oh my watching God. the Giants game and wearing oh my a whole God. hat and awesome. jersey and stuff. Okay. So. Uh, so you know we have a lot of friends who are Astro's fans out there. Please take good care of Mauricio Dubon, love him because he's a sweet guy. Uh, another former slash bro- bordering on ex-boyfriends. so so when when a year goes by, We have to pick new boyfriends because we have this podcast and we got to talk about more stuff. So we leave the old guys behind, but they stay in our hearts. Once in a while, somebody screws up and we have to let them go and we just cut them loose and they become on the never going to be a boyfriend list. Robinson Cano, I've gone back and forth about because it is PEDs and I don't have a really hard and fast rule about that. I feel like it's really situational. With him, though, it was kind of like stupidity on top of it because it was his second major offense, yeah. and he was suspended for all of last year. That's a pretty big deal. But I had a lot of fun watching him in the Dominican League in the off season this year. And as a 39-year-old guy, you know, still, pl- I think he's 39. I'm pretty sure. I didn't write it down. That's the, the number that's in my brain. So you can all go fact check me and then hit me up on Twitter. Um, <laughs> that for him to still be plugging away and really want to keep playing is impressive. So he was with the Mets, and he was released last week. After 41 at bats that were mediocre, and waiting for somebody to pick him up, and I'm—I was really curious. Actually, the O's were in the conversation for a while, so I was kind of thinking that that would have been a good fit. They but, do like the old guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just to have some pizzazz. And I think, well, so he's going to the Padres um, as of yesterday, I believe. And the roster change that they're making is putting Dinnelson lamette their pitcher, down to AAA, which jumped out at me. Be- and I didn't do nearly enough research, uh, as usual. But the Padres were my pitching pick last year. And I was really excited about Lamette last year. So I haven't been following it closely enough to see what went behind that. But apparently the Padres bench DH, Luke Voigt, who I am just not fond of because of his Yankees background, has not been producing. So maybe Cano can fit fit in there. But also there's some people talking about, well, it goes back and forth. Some people are saying what's going to happen because the infield is too crowded for him. Well, he can be on the bench and he can pinch hit and DH. Um, And when Tatis comes back, is there going to be room for him? And I think yes, because they have a friendship as they both played on the Estrellas Orientales in Lidam. They apparently live near each other in the DR. I'm sure that he's friends with, with Tatisa's dad probably more than him. And last year, 2020, was when they were actually on the Estrellas Orientales at the same time in the same place and I'm thinking it's going to be the same kind of d- dynamic that we have here and it's starting to I think it's starting to show between Nelson Cruz and Juan Soto where Soto was you know the big uh, one who wanted to bring Cruz to DC and at first Cruz was struggling a little bit but man he looked good last night I hope that keeps up
0: can I just say the on um, the camera cut over to the dugout and it showed Cruz and Soto and um, Yadiel Hernandez talking together. Aww. And one of the broadcasters said, Oh man, that must be like an amazing conversation about yeah. hitting. Another one said, Or food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or like home or something. Yeah, it yeah. was it was
0: pretty great because those guys were lighting it up last night, and and they just they definitely had this this comfort right. and this community, and it was it, it felt good to see them hanging out together.
1: Yeah, and I think we've seen this a lot with the old guys coming into a team having that voice of wisdom, and especially if it's if he already has a relationship with one of the young guys. Yeah. I think it could be like a cool spark for the Padres. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. So we shall see. But I'm going to keep Cano as a former ba- boyfriend instead of an ex-boyfriend unless he does something really stupid. Again, <laughs> that is, I am, I am forgiving. Um, James McCann was my former boyfriend for the Mets, and he apparently is about to be a superhero because, Ooh. as you know, if you've been listening to us for long enough, guys who have hamate surgery bounce back with superhero strength. Uh McCann has unfortunately fractured his handmate so unfortunately for right now with the Mets but who knows the Mets are doing pretty well if they can continue this without him when he comes back when it really counts in about 6 weeks or hopefully it won't be too much longer then he can be that like extra boost for them not that I'm wishing well to the Mets in any <laughs> and in any like heartfelt way but you know I'm trying to give all of our listeners a little bit of joy how about that that sounds right and i'm and i'm trying to repent and for you my look fuck really up. convincing too
0: <laughs> listeners potty mouth is very convincing it's meaningful I, eye
1: contact yeah. and everything I, I, no I fingers am. are crossed mm, no, no. yeah yeah, I repent. I need to repent. But he, this brings me into a present day boyfriend conundrum because one of the things that I tried to do for my baseball boyfriend list this year, and as those of you who have been listening for a while know, we turn these guys into our fantasy league, but not all guys can fit on our team, so we have to make some cuts. And I tried to, to look at a lot of catchers when I was... Uh, talking about different guys. You've been bitten before. But it, because, yeah, because I should have fucking learned. But I then I put two on my fantasy team, and I thought two would be enough, but it is not because Mitch Garver has been injured for a while and who the fuck knows when he's going to come back. He has a sprain, and he's on the 10-day, but it it's, like, very, very unclear. So Tomas Nito now is going to be the primary catcher for the Mets, and I checked our league, and nobody has him. So I could... Take him and dump Mitch Garver or Lee, or put him on my IL, but my IL is full. I don't know. I need to do some shuffling, but I think I might get Tomas well, Nito. I better do that before this podcast drops so that nobody steals No one else him. takes yeah, – yeah,
0: you need a catcher. You need a healthy catcher. Right. And then you can always, you always <laughs> move that around right. again if you need to, but I believe it's true that – Games require a catcher.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. The yeah. catcher is I better than... I know a than, lot about yeah. baseball. <laughs> and when we're talking fantasy baseball, a catcher is better than no catcher. Yes. And it's better than it's any, any catcher is better than an injured catcher. A, okay,
0: Any healthy catcher is right. better than an injured. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so complicated. All right. Can I'm going to do this while you talk. I'm going to
1: shift my... Are you going to do it right
0: now? Okay, I'm just going to tell you, there's a horrible thing that Potty Mouth has done to me. Oh, no. I have almost finished my beer, which is Mm. weird, because Potty Mouth usually finishes it, and the backup beer is several feet behind Potty Mouth, where I cannot reach it myself. So all of a sudden, Potty Mouth is completely (laughs) in control of my consumption. So um, not that I have consumption. I've been reading some Regency novels, and consumption's a whole thing, but not for me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm hoping. Thank you, Potty Mouth. At some point in the next three sips, I would love to have more, more Mother day beer of a different kind because that's what we're at at right a different kind i'm going to talk about some boyfriends past um and a real no hitter but first i'm going to have this this
1: this sip here All right, I'll refill when you're done. Last week I I talked about –
0: thank you. Thank you. You're very kind to me. Last week we talked about how a combined no-hitter is a combined no-hitter. It should not – it's apples and oranges. It's not a no-hitter. It's a combined no-hitter. It's great. It's a separate category. We finally had our first real no-hitter, one-pitcher pitching a no-hitter. And it was Reed Detmer of the Angels. He's a rookie. And he did it Tuesday on the, the 12 to nothing victory of the Angels over the Rays. I'm telling you this in the boyfriend category. Pitchers can't be boyfriends, but as a former boyfriend who factors heavily into this, um, but the category that Potty Mouth didn't mention was we have forever boyfriends. Um, every year we allow ourselves to carry over one guy to the next year initially we thought oh we'll have him forever and mine was anthony rendon because i love him truly madly deeply and then (laughs) so he was for a couple years and then then i went to christian yelich and "Eh." and so i I've, i've kept guys for a couple of years but not forever but anthony rendon he's in this game where his team the angels is winning 12 to nothing the the rays bring in Brett Phillips who we love deeply also oh. who i think is not
1: actually a boyfriend I know. We were so close to picking him last year. And we, I don't know. We talk about, I think yeah, what we've happens, talked we've about talked about him
0: so much, we figure we shouldn't bother to profile him right. because we've already told you everything about him. He came into pitch and he was hilarious. So he referred fun. to himself as a two-way player. He's, he's, he said, I'm the American Otani. <laughs> and then I'm going to face the Japanese Otani. That's adorable. And I held him to a double. So who's better, really? I mean, he's so freaking funny. But my, the favorite at bat is Anthony Rendon comes up to hit. Anthony Rendon is a righty. He is not a switch hitter. He is a righty. He comes up to face Brett Phillips as a position player pitching in this blowout game. And he turns around and he bats left for the first time ever in the major leagues and hits a home run. That's so beautiful. It was the funniest dang thing. And Brett Phillips is the guy who's going to laugh at that. It. It's like, yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah. Why not? At this point, why not? We've given up this game. It's twelve yeah. nothing. There's nothing we can do. He gave up five home runs. One of them was this left this lefty home run to a guy who's never hit lefty That's before. That's hysterical. Ever. And so, they
1: left him in for five home. Why not? He's out yeah, five.
0: because at that point, it yeah. was it was kind of all over. So um, I'm just wanted to share that about my um, at one point forever boyfriend Anthony Rendon.
1: And and to to get in on the joke, Joe Madden mm-hmm. on the the next lineup put him down as a switch hitter. Yeah, he
0: did. Yeah, he did. So my next forever boyfriend was Christian Yelich. And I still deeply love Christian Yelich. I will always love Christian Yelich. He has not pissed me off. He was just not getting me (laughs) any points. He was in a little bit of a slump. Yeah. So my current forever boyfriend is Jay Cronenworth, who's doing just fine. Thank you. But anyways, Christian Yelich hit a cycle on Tuesday versus the Reds, which is cool except for it's exceedingly cool because it's his third career cycle. And there's only six six players ever who have hit three career cycles. All of his are versus the Reds. That's weird. He hit two in 2018, two weeks apart. Wow. One at home, one away, against the Reds. And then, fast forward to this past week, and he hit another one. So he's a six-player to cycle three times. He's the first to do it against the same team. No other entire team... Has had, any, has had three cycles hit since 2018, since he hit those three. Huh. Entire teams have not done this. No other brewers have hit for the cycle in 10 years. So the brewers have had three cycles. They're all yellowish. They're all against the reds. Um, Fun fact, the Reds ended up winning that game 14 to 11, <laughs> but Christian Yelich did his part. So oh, my God. He was my um, once and forever boyfriend until I, I dumped him. That but, must have been a great game to watch. But I feel fond fondness for Christian Yelich. So this is not, it wasn't a bitter breakup. It was, I'm going to date around a little bit, maybe. I don't know. We haven't talked about ever coming back to previous um, for our right. boyfriends, that's not for today, but I'm just I, we that do out need there. to
1: discuss that at some point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let me talk about Josh Naylor, who was my guardian's boyfriend last year. Um, Monday, okay, last season, he had a horrible injury, horrible leg, ankle, bad, ugly. It was one of those videos that you can't watch without going, oh God, no, stop showing me this video. It was bad. He was out for a long time. So Monday, he's, he's back, he's healthy. Monday versus the White Sox. The Guardians are down eight to two at the top of the ninth. I am known for always saying, Okay, here comes the greatest comeback of all time. Uh-huh. And I'm almost always wrong. <laughs> but I but it's my way of saying, Come on, can we please stay to the end? Yeah. But it's a good, they have the greatest comeback of all time for the Guardians versus the White Sox at least. So so Josh Naylor at the bottom of the ninth with two outs, down eight to two. Well, no, no they, they score a little bit. He hits a game tying grand slam. With two outs bottom of the ninth then in extras in the 11th he hits a walk-off three-run homer wow both times circles the bases comes to the dugout throws his his helmet, his batting helmet, I think is probably going to be replaced, against the wall in celebration and yells and screams. And this went around Twitter because he was really exuberant. (laughs) Really, uh, People were wondering if um, the White Sox were going to retaliate because he was happy because he did this miraculous thing. Well, I I don't believe, I don't know if they did or not. I don't think they did. But um, come on. This is amazing, this thing that he did. Okay, so prior to this, Josh Naylor has never had a multiple home run game. Wow. Ever. He has never had a three-run homer or a Grand Slam ever. He's never hit an extra inning home run ever. And he's never had a seven RBI game, which is what this ended up being. And all of these things happened in this game to win against the White Sox. He's the first player in the live ball era. That's basically Statcast stat cast time to have seven runs batted in from the ninth inning on. That's crazy. Right. He is the first player ever to hit two, three run or more, three run or grand slam homers in the ninth inning or later of any game ever in the history of the sport that we are aware of. So please forgive the celebration. Because <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. How fun is that? Oh,
1: he totally deserves that. So he got seven out of the nine runs that they scored. Like he Yeah. Wow. He had a he had a he had a thing. Um, should
0: I open the beer yeah, while you yeah. talk about so, your guy? All right. Oh, what are we, what are we yeah, drinking? Yeah. yeah. You um, want to tell us about it?
1: Okay. Sure. Sure. It has an alien on it, so that's, that's it? good. Yeah. It's it's in a koozie, so this is taking a moment. It's called Sonic Bloom, and it's a piney IPA. So I'm not quite sure what that means, but it looks. I would say that's an alien, a little green dude with headphones on, drinking a beer in a hammock. Which sure why sounds not? perfect while camping. Yeah. I think because there is it's in fact
0: some evergreens. And some red flowers. And if I was looking at this without seeing, without the hammock, I would say, oh, it's a Christmas beer. But yeah. I'm guessing that's not the case. Those are not poinsettias and it's not
1: a Christmas tree technically. Right. So here's what it
0: sounds like. Oh, it sounds delicious.
1: And I don't know why I put it back in the koozie before handing it to you because we're about to drink it, so that made no yeah, sense. Yeah, we are. All right, I'm going to
0: pour some stuff. You're going to tell me. That sounds you're say good. Some
1: that sounds good. So while I'm eyeing this lovely beer, I'm going to talk about my forever boyfriend right now. And and as Patty has done, I haven't jumped around quite as much, but I was with Mookie Betts. Are you calling Pookie? me fast and loose. I am not <laughs> either of those things. Neither, neither one. Mm-mm. Um, I was with Mookie Betts for a short amount of time until he left for the Dodgers and then I you know like to stay with my my home teams I guess and went with Juan Soto sticking with Juan Soto. I mean I would be fucking stupid to not stick with Juan Soto at this point he this week is now the second youngest player in MLB history to get to 500 walks that means his age at the point of five 400 whoops and I did that last week too I said a wrong number nobody caught me on it um he is the second youngest player to get to 400 walks. He is or was at the time of his 400 walks 23 years and 201 days old. He was only beaten by Mel Ott, who was 23 years and 100 days old when he hit 400 walks. Now, the two guys after him in this conversation are Ted Williams and Mickey Mantle. So it's just sort Damn. of, yeah, it's it's kind of, um, I don't know, you realize what you're seeing now when you can say them in the same sentence with some of these, Huge names that you know you've heard that I've heard all through growing up and stuff. So, yay to Juan Soto! I'm going to stick with him. Are you? You look like you're investigating this can. Does it taste weird? I'm going to taste. No,
0: it. it tastes good, but it's it's very different. It's it's another IPA, but it, it does have a little special something going on. Um, did we say 18th Ward Brewing? I don't know if we said 18th oh, Ward no. Brewing.
1: You said Grim, and I think that's that's that one. Oh, they're yes, that they're different breweries. Wow, my kid. Got Your around. kid is shopping
0: around for you. Thank yeah, you, Potty Mouth Junior. This one New is also York. good. It has sort of a special thing happening I can't describe it because I'm not good at describing Mm-mm. beer but
1: I like it and it's very different than the last one yeah, I would say woodsy piney yeah you're saying that because it says piney right on right but well I the woodsy I invented all by myself <laughs> that I got uh, from uh, the piney and nothing to do with, has, the, the, with, the, right. with,
0: with the alien in the hammock attached well actually they're attached to flowers so apparently it's a pocket sized alien yeah it's a pocket sized alien. so if you, you go saying. if you
1: go to, to uh, Brooklyn check out 18th Ward I think I'm going to do that in a few weeks <laughs> Dang, there's yeah. Fine. Well, uh, not more than a few weeks in July. You guys will hear all about that trip, man.
0: Hey, you know what's happening this week? It's my birthday, and you know what I want for my birthday besides going to baseball games with you and my kid? I want Adley Rutschman to get called up. Yeah. So um, I am amused that every time the Orioles post roster moves, here's who was sent down, here's who was sent up. Everybody responds saying you spelled Adley Rutschman wrong. Mm Because you're bringing up guys who, sure, this is great for them. Right. But but you spelled Ali Rutschman wrong. So here's the thing. We're recording on Sunday, so you'll know if I'm right on Tuesday when you listen to this. Um, I don't think he's going to get the Monday call-up. A lot of people are saying he's going to get the Monday call-up so he'll be available for the Yankee series. I don't think he's going to go that. But please, please, baby Jesus, call him up for Friday when we're going for my birthday for the beginning of the Rays series because we're sitting behind the behind home plate so we can watch them. and i really and really he want it
1: really should be there actually there's an article in the athletic that either came out yesterday or today that their his prediction is friday and <gasps> I, I was so like much. oh wait it has been said it's in print that means it's going to happen because that, we need yeah. to see that so no longer are we going to be
0: sitting in a vacant stadium it's going to be packed yeah, and that's i don't care but you know what I'll do, it. I'll do that for Adley for sure. Right. It just means we won't stay at the um, the brewery across the street from the stadium as long because we'll have to get <laughs> to our seats somehow. Uh, so I'm talking about two more guys who are current boyfriends and also rookies. Well, actually, Kyle Tucker was up last year. I don't know if he's still officially a rookie or not. I want to tell you what a good day of work, how that gets defined. And when I have a good day at work, it means I check some things off my list and wasn't mad at anybody. I mean, the bar's low That's good for what a good day of work is for me. For Kyle Tucker on um, – on Thursday. uh, uh, They had a doubleheader against the Twins, and he had a home run, a steal, scored two runs, two runs batted in, three hits, and three bases on balls. That is a good day at work. That's called earning your paycheck. For sure. Bobby Witt, who's my boyfriend Mm -hmm. on the Royals. So this is kind of fun. I like when my boyfriends relate to one another. Years ago, I picked Whit Merrifield as my boyfriend for the Royals. And now I have Bobby Witt. And um, MLB News has decided that it's probably very confusing to people to have two Wits, even though one Wit is a last name and one Wit is a first name. So they want to do some serious, hardcore investigative reporting. And so they by, the thing they had to do was ask Bobby, what do they call you? He's like, I'm just Bobby. So yeah. Wit is Wit, and I'm... Bobby, and it's fine. But as it turns out, one Whit is actually mentoring the other one, which is really oh. kind of cool. They, uh, they, you know, so so Bobby said, you know, I'm really Whit Merrifield has played in 500 consecutive games. I mean, this is not Iron Man level, but he is it's in huge. fact he has the record. The current it's the current streak.
1: Wow, is 500.
0: I mean, it's not Iron Man, but it's 500 consecutive it's games lot. without yet you know, he shows up for work. Yeah, right. He's having a good day at work every single day, and so he's mentoring Bobby Witt, which is great. So Bobby Witt, just this past weekend, um, on Friday, he had his second triple. And on Saturday, he had a second home run of his career, so Yay. things are looking up for for the 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 Witt Jr.
1: I just I'm wondering if they're going to do like a a new Cool Wit. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, that, the Cool Wit I song. Can't yeah. get that out of my head. I'm sorry, I did that to you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I now do there's apologize. There's a new Cool
0: Wit in the Royals. There is a Cool Wit. There's a Cool Wit. Two Jr. Cool Wits, and he is in fact Bobby Witt Jr. So Witt Jr. does in fact work there, so that that could be a thing. All right. So last year we talked about Kumar Rocker because that name is great. It's a great baseball name. It's a great many things yeah. name. So Kumar was the um the a star pitcher for Vanderbilt. Um, so one of the Vandy boys. Um, the Mets picked him in their first round in 2021, and then ended up not signing him. And this was really big news. They saw something in they said they saw something in in his medical exam in his checkup about his elbow that they didn't like. So huh. they did not end up signing their number one draft pick. Wow. Of course, he is. He is managed by Scott Boris because he's a superstar. And Scott said, "We've had a bunch of independent medical consultants, and he's fine. He's fine. So the Mets didn't sign him. He did not go back to Vanderbilt for his fourth year. Hmm. He decided to just kind of like do them, you know, do his own workouts and whatever, and try again for this wow. year. So what he's doing for his his showcase to to show." The, the draft class. You know, just to show how he fits into the draft classes. Mm-hmm. He signed a contract with the Independent League Tri-City Valley Cats. And the contract goes until draft day, which is July 17th. And he's treating it like a smart. This is how you can see me because I'm not in college. So you're not going to scout me at college games like you did the previous year. So here I am. Come see me. I have been to a couple of Tri-City Valley Cats games. Do you know what the Tri-Cities are? I have zero clue. Albany? Uh- Troy, and Schenectady. Oh. I may know this because my in-laws live there. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got some spies to go check on him, right? The important thing. So I am trying to send them to go see Kumar Rocker. I would like to go with them, of course, because mm-hmm. it's a nice park. They play at a, like the Hudson Valley Community College, and it's a good park. Mm-hmm. So they get, they're this is one of the teams that got cut off by the majors. They used to have, you know, they used to have like a single A team or a rookie league team. I think of a short season rookie um, league team. Got cut off by the majors, But then got picked up in this independent league, which is one of those that they call affiliated with the major leagues. But the important thing you need to know, if you and I ever end up at this game, the thing we're going to like the best is they have a mayor's race because they have the the Tri-Cities and they have mascots with giant heads. Of the three mayors, the mayor of Troy, the mayor of Connecticut, the mayor of Albany, and they have a race on the field, and I love them.
1: So I'm thinking that the person who's the mayor changes more often than the presidents that we have at Nets Park. Like when you have Abe, you've—I mean, Abe was the yep. president. So. Yep. What happens when they get a new mare? Do they do a new costume?
0: I am sure. I'm lying with exact (laughs) figures here. I'm sure that they can just tidy it up a little bit around the edges. Because (laughs) giant foam heads don't really resemble who they're supposed to resemble yeah. that closely so i think they just wear a sash that says i'm the mayor of schenectady yeah. that, that's too long to fit on a
1: sash but you know what i mean right i get i get george and and uh tom, tom mixed yeah. up on a regular tom has got a, a
0: longer face yeah yeah and george has the number one on his back
1: oh did you notice that i well i gotta you look did at you did notice back. that right? i gotta look at his back more that does it rings a bell yeah it okay. rings a bell yeah yep yeah. All right, more beer, I more co- news. I have a COVID
0: report, very short. We had our very first game actually postponed because of COVID. Um, that was oh, the man. Guardians versus the White Sox. That's, that, do you remember the Guardians versus the White Sox, See above? Um, because a slew of Cleveland coaches tested positive. Um, and I am one of those people who believes this would have been caught sooner if they did the regular testing. Remember, right. they're not doing the regular testing like they were last year. They're not. They're only testing if you're symptomatic. So I think this spread too far too fast because they're not paying attention. And the coaches are older than the players. Terry Francona, for instance, has a lot of health issues. I am pissed that he has tested positive for COVID. That seems avoidable. So they they postponed the, the, the final game of the series with the White Sox. And the Guardians already had Thursday off. So they had that time in between to rejigger their coaching staff for the weekend series against the twins so they have been playing you know actually Josh Naylor and is like the only player that ended up huh. after all of that is the the player that ended up testing positive really? but it's mostly the coaches so um yeah but they I think they've taken two out of three from the twins or they, they've been doing well against the twins so oh, that's, that's cool. okay but yeah this is the first time I remember, remember we've had a lot of cancellations and whatnot in in. Covid years, and this is the first one, and it's you know mid May, so it's disturbing that we have it, but it's better.
1: Yeah, although it's, what you said, did, you know, what you said about Francona's health issues, didn't he miss the end of last year because of l- lots of oh, it's got a lot? Stuff? it has a
0: lot of health things going on. The what I saw was he's fine, he's fine, he's fine, he's recovering, uh, he's doing all right. I don't hope worry. So. It, you know, people were saying things like, "I, I can't share his health information, mm-hmm. but he's fine." You know, it's like I
1: can't tell you specific things, but don't worry about them. All right. So I'm going with that. Okay. I'll trust it. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope this is it. I hope this is it. Yep. But I don't know. I mean, if we're comparing it to like what's happening in schools around here, we've had a couple of outbreaks. So, oh boy, buckle down. Wear your masks, folks. Wear your masks. Still, it's okay. It's okay to be that person wearing the mask, wherever. All right, I'm gonna go to my happy place. (laughs) My happy place is the Serie del Caribe. I look forward to this every year. It's the series among the, basically the Winter League teams in Latin America. And it happens in February after the Winter Leagues are done and, and historically, or for the past few years, it's included Mexico, Panama, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and Venezuela. Last year, Colombia joined for the first time and it was big news because they won. And note, Sandy Leon from a former Red Sox, former Cleveland player, was on that team. So there's so much fun because you see guys in different combinations and the style of play is great. And an important point is it's not like the national teams playing each other. It's whoever won that country's world, you know, equivalent of the World Series, that country's championship. So that's the team that goes to the Serie del Caribe. Yes, they put in a lot of substitutes, so it's not exactly the team because they get to bring in players from the other it being teams. It's a little bit all-star
0: team but mostly yeah. it's the
1: team that, that won. Yeah. At least it's the manager. Like, that's the person uh-huh. who gets to manage it. And yeah, bring in some of the all-stars. So it's super fun, and next year it's going to expand in two very cool ways. One is that Cuba's coming back, and this has been a point of political contention. Cuba was actually one of the founding countries in the first era which was 1949 to 1960 those of you know history know the cuban revolution in 59 kind of shook things a little bit and cuba was no longer welcome for quite a while cuba came back actually in 2014 to 19 they were invited back in 14 and even though 2015 was in puerto rico and they were playing and they won in that year when it got back to Puerto Rico in 2020 was when the United States sort of put the the curtain down yeah. and said yeah. Cuba should not be playing anymore. And so Cuba hasn't played the past couple of years, but they get to come back this year. It's a Caribbean series. It's baseball. I think everything, you know, things are better when you talk and when you interact and when you get to know each other. And I am very much in favor of Cuba participating in the Serie del Caribe. So I'm looking forward to seeing that, especially because we don't see as much of Cuban players because they, you know, either they defect, but they can't play in the, the U.S. in MLB and live in Cuba.
0: Are you saying right. that politics somehow affect uh-huh. the game of baseball? Mm. So when people say things like stick to sports, that includes all kinds of politics.
1: Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah. Okay. So super fun. So in the, And also notably, this next year is going to be theoretically in Venezuela, although the last couple times that they tried this, it, it didn't work out because of politics because stuff happens like dangerous situations um so we'll see and and you know Venezuela is definitely more friendly with Cuba than other Latin American countries but the country that I'm super excited about to see is Curaçao and the reason why they're participating out of the blue apparently is because that they've had a lot of success and if you remember if you've been listening to the show last year I kind of collected Curacao and players. Your bingo
0: card is pretty full. <laughs>
1: yep. I had up. I had most of these guys as baseball boyfriends, except for you had one. So Ozzy Albies and Kenley Jansen, who are both playing in Atlanta now. Jerickson Profar, who actually I lost track of. I don't even know where he is now. But I think I had him when he was on the A's. No, I don't know where he is. Jonathan Scope, who you he had. Went, yep and Anderton Simmons, and a new Curação guy who I have not had the pleasure of meeting yet, but I'm definitely going to flag for potential next year boyfriend, Sherton Apostol, who is on the Rangers' first base. So I'm going to keep my eye on him. And it would be fun if these guys play in the Serie del Caribe, because they could. Well, it, I don't know. It, what happens with a lot of the MLB players who go back and play the Winter Leagues is they're not allowed to play in the Serie A because it's just that close to spring training. So a lot of them aren't able to, but we saw a few last year. So I'm gonna just hope because it's really fun to see players play for their country and yeah. be able to show like that side of them, that side of their their personality.
0: Yeah, the concern is, oh, if they get hurt mm-hmm. doing that, then they're not available to thing that we're paying them for. But you're right, it's fun and it is this absolute like community building bonding thing and you get to see national yeah. pride. for these guys that, you know, otherwise are, you know, playing in a country that doesn't belong to them. And, yeah, it's it's really fun. It's very, very fun to watch. Um, I just rearranged my cross-training because I want to stick with the politics together in one spot. So um, cross-training with the WNBA, whose season just started. We talked several weeks Hmm. ago about – a 10-year WNBA star, Brittany Greiner, who is still in custody oh in Russia. She was taken into custody coming into the country in February. They accused her of bringing in um, basically vape cartridges that had hashish oil in them and are holding her on drug trafficking charges. Oh, my God. So, you know, I have several follow-up questions to that. So, right, She was supposed to have – she's been in custody all of this time since February. She was supposed to have a pretrial hearing this coming week. They had that a week early, but they extended her pretrial detention another 30 days. Hmm. So what it looks like is happening is Russia is kicking the can down the road trying to make a deal with the United States. So the U.S., has since that time classified Greiner as wrongfully detained, which is a specific classification, which means the administration pays a lot of attention to this. This wow. is now at the level of hostages or wrongfully detained people, you know, citizens in foreign countries mm-hmm. that need the attention of the administration. So they're kind of treating it like a hostage negotiation. Wow. One article I saw, which is based on nothing but hearsay, but I find very interesting. So I'm going to go ahead and spread this rumor. (laughs) Is that Russia possibly wants to trade her for a convicted arms trafficker named Victor Bout, who is nicknamed the Merchant of Death, who is in custody in the United States. So they're like, okay, so we have a sports hero of yours. Please give us the Merchant of Death. So there's nothing official about Uh what's happening, but everyone thinks Russia is is making this much longer than it needs to be because it, either she had this stuff or she didn't. But if they convict her of having what they say she had, it could be 10 years in prison in Russia for this WNBA player who may or may not have had what they said she had. And even if she did, Oh, come on. It's, it's rec- not this trafficking, is right? Is it okay? You know, it's your right. country, your rules, but Oh
1: my freaking God, why is this not a bigger deal? Well, we, that that maybe that's why they classified it as that so that it would look like some sort of equivalent for a swap with this guy. Yeah, like that's that's fucked up. And just that she's been I mean, I just can't imagine what she's going through. It's got to be terrifying. It's got to be terrifying. And we got to we got to free Britney. And this yeah. is this is
0: the real one to free. Thank you very yeah, much. Right. Um The other cross training bit is we are into the Stanley Cup playoffs um, and and NBA. And I got to check the score. Oh, you can do that in a second. I'm only only (laughs) concerned about hockey because I don't care about that. But I care about hockey a lot. Any team I care about is now officially out. But um, NHL.com needs an editor because they said, oh, they are are like a record number of game sevens. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, they're not. So here you go again, my friends. You get this a couple times a year now. It's Games 7 and Editors-in-Chief and Mothers-in-Law and Attorneys General, mm-hmm. right? So get it right, my friends. And I mean, also, I would rather that the Caps made it farther. I know Potty Mouth would be happier if the Bruins made it farther. Yeah. Um, a lot of my teams have, have fallen. Um, I was I was rooting for the Kings once removed. They also fell because right. I think I didn't knock on wooden things like I advised Potty Mouth just a little while ago. So that one could be on me. Sorry, my friends. Um, but yeah, so yeah. get it right. It's Games Seven.
1: Well, there was a lot of that error in Boston reporting this weekend because both the Bruins had a Game 7 yesterday and the Celtics are right now as we're recording playing a Game 7 and they are currently ahead in the third. And and mostly I'm concerned about my dad. Oh, sure. So like seeing Boston teams go down, my dad was very upset about the Bruins loss yesterday. And so I'm concerned about his health and I'm hoping that the Celtics can pick this up and then I will start – being a basketball fan temporarily until the end of the playoffs. So I will say, I'm not a fan of Boston teams, but I'm a big
0: fan of Potty Mouth's dad. So I want him to be happy. So things that make him happy that don't simultaneously destroy my soul, I'm all for. <laughs> I'm all for. Hey, so we have this all fantasy right. league. Right. So all these boyfriends going that we great. talked about, we um, it's going great for people who are not us. Um. Yeah. So we have this this fantasy league where people follow our base, our our um, our really stupid, crazy boyfriend rules, and they play this fantasy league with us. And a lot of them are doing way better than us. In fact, all of them, hundred percent of them, are doing better than we are. So this week's standing, I, I'm just got to say, Spicy Susie's Hot Mess Express is holding down the top like crazy. Um, Number two, Bono's Boyfriends. Number three, Leftovers. Number four, Deborah F's team. Number five, Karen's Legit team. Number six, The Kids. Can I just say The Kids and I are the only teams who have not made any swaps? Yet the kids are six. I am not. Um, Number seven, iZombies for Adults. Number eight, Not as Depressed Ace Fan. Number nine, Hail Mary. And then Welcome to the Basement, me. And then Potty Mouth. I am so Holding up everybody else because we love you and we care about you. And we're so happy that you're playing with us
1: yeah we want everybody to have fun yes and i am really trying i'm just the injuries are just piling up but you go Susie. you're doing, doing great and i am concerned about the not as depressed A's fan getting more depressed because he was up there in like the top five for a while
0: people come and go so quickly here yeah yeah
1: it happens yeah all right, but if you want to stay with us, you know what you can do. What can you they do you c- do? You can support us on Patreon. That's patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash no crying and ball. And for like a buck a month, or if you want to give us more, that's even cooler. You can get like little snippets. I just uploaded some of our fun conversations that we had at the uh, Wilmington Blue Rocks. And there's funny videos there and pictures. And so if you just can't get enough of us or you just want to like keep us doing what we're doing so that we can afford to keep making this (laughs) podcast, just throw us a little bit of money on Patreon. And I want to give a little shout out to um, four of our High Roller Patreon Supporters that would be Susie, Deborah, Leia, and Brian. And at the level that you guys are are uh contributing at, supporting us at, you get to have us say something on the air. It could be a happy birthday shout out. It could be something like Susie's putting together something positive about the Astros for us to say. And I just checked messages and she's right now um brain dead unfortunately oh she said her brain is no worky that's exactly the all right after too much stressful work which i can totally relate to my brain is no worky right now because i have too much in my brain that's trying to get in my brain for work this week (laughs) so i totally know what you mean but at some point she's gonna come up with some little pro astros situation for us to talk about and i'm i'm guessing brian you can help her out on that so you guys can take advantage of this situation, or you can say happy birthday to your grandma. Like, whatever. Works right. For and you.
0: what we're learning is that Potty Mouth and I can, in fact, be bought. So, yeah, yeah you pay us. We'll say, we'll, we'll be your mouthpiece there. Um, right. So, just to reiterate, we're not trying to make money on this podcast because, boy, there's better ways to make money than a podcast. <laughs> but we just like to not lose money on yeah. it. So, thank you very much for the whole big group of you who are supporting us. We really appreciate yeah. all that you do. We are so close to breaking even. <laughs> You really are. Of course, we're not counting the beer expense as part of this. This is just the technology expense for sure. Hey, so I'm really excited about this week because I'm getting older. And to celebrate (laughs) my birthday, my friend Potty Mouth and my kid, Junior Potty Mouth, um, the three of us are going to an O's game on Friday because we're sure Adley will got the call up and we're going to see the Bowie Bay Sox on Sunday because they they are it's it's their day for the Fun Cup the, I'm going to try to say it Copa diversion very good oh thank you and this is going to be the harder one so they're playing as the Ghost Crabs Los Cangrejos Fantasmas you are so close really Ca- yeah Cangrejos Fantasmas Cangrejos Fantasmas yeah so we're very excited about that we're hoping there are um, rum or tequila drinks Involved.
1: There really should be. There and this really is, should be. This is my one like O's connected t-shirt that I wear with pride. I have my Ghost Crabs, my <laughs> Congreditos Fantasmas t-shirt that I am all set. There might be some salsa dancing. I'm excited. For we it. could be salsa dancing. We could be. I yeah. bet we will be you after know, a couple of the beers. We're
0: sitting very close to a dugout where, which I think is like oh, a dance floor. right. Mm-hmm. so sure. i think it could happen it could happen so yeah so um this will have That'd be fun this will be two 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 games this week so i think that's gonna ha- help us have games in the bank for our try to get yeah. back to one game somewhere once a week because yeah. baseball's fun um so if you are new to the podcast please catch up on some old episodes and leave us a, a rating or review if you like if you have friends or family that you think would like to hear us talk about baseball please let them know about the show and gosh, I don't know. I, you, the, you find us on social media, especially if you have corrections, because Potty Mouth loves being the corrections department, but also just chatting with you.
1: Sure, sure. Send all your complaints to me. You can send them to me on Twitter at NCIB Podcast. You can reach us in Facebook and Instagram at No Crying in Beeball. That's most excellent. I'm sure you're boosted, but some of you might be ready for your
0: second booster. I know I got an automated call from the state of Maryland saying, it's time for your second booster. did you? I did. I did. So I'm going to go ahead and sign that up because I do what the voices in my head tell me because I could be pitch calm. Yeah. I could be pitch calm. Please fight the man. It's the right thing to do. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Goodnight, Potty Mouth. it matters to us because we have very high standards, except unless we're around a campfire.